BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. The shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City yesterday was on the sixth anniversary of the shooting at Parkland High School in Florida. And that seems at first like an astonishing and horrifying coincidence of timing until you do a little work, very little work. And you find out that yesterday was also the 16th anniversary of the shooting at Northern Illinois University. And tomorrow will be the 26th anniversary of the stalker walking into his office in California with a thousand rounds and shooting people there. Oh, and this past Monday was 12 years since the University of Alabama at Huntsville shootings. Next Monday will be the second anniversary of the shooting in Portland during the protest for racial justice and the 17th anniversary of the shooting at Bethel High School in Alaska. And two days ago was the first anniversary of the shooting at Michigan State, three students dead plus the gunman. A week from today will be the first anniversary of Pine Hills, Florida, three dead there. A week from Sunday will be eight years since Heston, Kansas. A week from Monday will be four years since the Milwaukee Brewery and eight years since Tyrone, Missouri, when the shooter went door to door. And a week from Tuesday is Chardon High in Ohio. So that covers what? 16 days worth of anniversaries? They happen... Because if they did not happen, more Americans would not buy more guns. Every shooting, every year, more Americans buy more guns to feed their fantasies that they will be the good guys. 
who stop the next one. About a million good guys who could have legally owned and carried guns at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City yesterday did not stop it. Not because they weren't brave, not because they weren't alert, not because they were all unarmed, but because it's a fantasy. The good guys who apparently did tackle a shooter yesterday, no guns. Every shooting every year, more Americans then support more guns for more police to feed the other fantasy that more cops with more guns will stop the next one. The shooter captured in Kansas City yesterday, not stopped by the police, stopped by those unarmed civilians who tackled him. And and the police chief of Kansas City, Stacy Graves, then solemnly and evidently completely convinced that the farcical statement she was making was true. The police chief then said that citizens had assisted the police in apprehending the suspect. A complete lie. A complete lie. We have the laws that permit this to happen literally every day of the calendar. And we have the mindset that the solution to more guns is more, more guns. And we have the other mindset that even after Uvalde, the cops will take care of this. So let's have more cops with more guns. We have this because without it, the gun industry would collapse. Because men and women, oddly enough, nearly every last one of them a Republican lawmaker, they understand that profit is more important than human life. As the lieutenant governor of Texas said during the pandemic, we should be willing to die to protect the economy for our grandkids. As this gun fetishing idiot Trump said after the last shooting, not the last shooting in Missouri, today is the first day anniversary of that one. But the last shooting in Iowa a month ago, Trump said it was horrible, so surprising to see it here, but we have to get over it. We have to move forward. And of course he felt that way. Didn't happen to him. And if you could get all the politicians who have sold their souls to force us to live like this and die like this, to protect the gun industry, if you could force them to tell the truth, you would probably get answers very much like Trump's real answer combined with my hypothetical answer. So surprising to see it here, he said which is just a rationalized version of this doesn't happen to us, happens to other people, so that's fine. And then that other part, we have to get over it, we have to move forward because we can't do anything that would meddle with profits. We've had the tobacco industry virtually run this country and kill millions. We had the slavery and plantation industry really run this country until the 1860s, and God knows how many human beings they killed. And now we have the gun industry killing us off half a dozen or so at a time. During my four years, nothing happened. And there was great pressure on me having to do with guns. We did nothing. We didn't yield. And once you yield a little bit, that's just the beginning. That's the avalanche begins. We are owned by guns. And so we go on calculating the averages and deciding if by age five it is already too late to teach kids how to play dead in their classrooms and we go on 
listening to fascist asshole madmen like Ron DeSantis talk about fortifying schools and fortifying movie theaters and fortifying churches. And we go on listening to messianic buttonheads like Eric Adams talk about giving more guns to more police when police often turn out either to be the murderers or the cowards who idle in the hallways as the children of Uvalde are executed one by one. And we go on listening to the fatuous idiots like the Missouri House, where the police said we need laws to stop 14-year-olds from walking down the streets of St. Louis carrying AR-15s, and the House voted 104 to 39 to keep open carry legal in Missouri for kids. And we go on listening to amoral monsters like Donald Trump, Talk about arming teachers and bringing back firing squads. And we listen to these paid scum Republicans bribed by the gun manufacturers and the gun organizations recite what they have been paid to say about responsible gun owners. When, after half a million gun deaths in this country in the last 10 or 12 years, it is no longer in doubt there are no longer any responsible gun owners. On this nightmare so familiar, so routine, and so constant that we no longer remember the details, or the location, or the motive, or the sequence of them. And now we are no longer even remembering that there was a nightmare last night, or the night before. And we're now marbling them into other things in American life as if they were snowstorms or flight delays. And a hockey podcaster begins by saying, well, it's tough to do this after the Michigan State news, but let's talk about the Carolina Hurricanes' needs at the deadline. And the New York Times can run a sidebar that the shooting, well, it upended the lives of thousands. But it also put the school back in an uncomfortable spotlight, what with the sexual assault scandal there. We go on in an unacceptable world in which we are owned by guns. We go on, to borrow from Churchill, in strange paradox, decided only to be undecided, resolved to be irresolute, adamant for drift, solid for fluidity, all-powerful, to be impotent. The dead of Michigan State, the dead of Las Vegas, the dead at the Pulse, the dead at... Well, why do we bother with individual place names anymore? The dead of the killing field... The dead of the transcendent national shooting range that is the United States of America. They are dead because somebody is making money off them. And because Ted Cruz is making money off them. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is making money off them. And every whore politician is making money off them and rarely even bothering anymore to wash the money through CPAC or save America this or shoot America that. The donations come straight and unhidden and whether it's Trump or DeSantis or poor soon to be very, very surprised Nikki Haley or just some other idiot free from morality or conscience whom the moneyed interests select. It is fair to say that the Republican nominee for president in 2024, whoever that is, will be underwritten by the gun manufacturers and the gun lobby and their masters, the death lobby, who pay good money 
to bad people to maintain not just our culture of guns and shooting and dead children and thoughts and prayers, but also maintain the world's culture of continuing to poison the atmosphere and kill off the species one by one because the $1,963 million in profit made last year by big oil just isn't enough because they stay up at night anguished by the thought that there remains somewhere one dollar not yet stolen from a child dying next to the earthquake rubble in Syria or Turkey. One dollar yet to be pocketed by Darren Woods, the CEO of ExxonMobil, the way God intended it. It is economics, and thus the only solution can also be economics. Because we will not defeat them in the states that are already lost to the control of the death lobby. And even if President Biden said tomorrow, we are not owned by guns, and I don't give a damn if I'm reelected or even renominated, I'm going to issue 450 executive orders and take every damn gun I can get off the streets. And if the House and Senate won't reinstate the assault weapons ban, I will do so unilaterally and come and get me in the courts. Even if Biden did that, we, the anti-death people, we would lose in the Supreme Court because Clarence Thomas, the whore, is on the Supreme Court because of and bought and paid for by the death lobby. And Samuel Alito, the whore, is, and John Roberts, the whore, is, and Neil Gorsuch and drunken Brett Kavanaugh and Bible paralegal Amy Coney Barrett. And so we must ask ourselves, what economically can we do to the gun lobby, to the oil lobby, to the death lobby, and to their minions in the Senate and the House, and all the Senates and all the Houses in all the states in America? And in this country, there are only a couple of measures that might possibly work and might possibly work fast enough so that enough of us won't be killed in next year's 300 gun massacres or the next decade's 300 climate crises. And that one thing is, to spare you the kind words, the soft words, that one thing is economic civil war. It can start simply, buy nothing from Texas. Do not go to Florida. Do not patronize Missouri. We can start there, and then we can get serious. It is a simple mathematical fact that with some exceptions and a little more nuance than time permits me here, it is a simple mathematical fact that the blue states of this country keep the red states of this country from going bankrupt. It is a simple mathematical fact that the blue states pay in more to the federal government than they ever get back in services or infrastructure or certainly in per capita representation. New York pays a net $24 billion a year. California pays in a net $14 billion, and most of that goes to keeping Florida and Texas from starving. Florida gets $36 billion a year, more than it pays in. Texas, nearly that much. It is state-to-state -state socialism. 
And we all know that we can't have socialism. And it is a simple fact that the blue states restrict and regulate guns and the red states sell guns and sell guns and sell guns and profit off dead children. And when the political whores like Ted Cruz and Tucker Carlson and Rupert Murdoch point to the gun carnage of Chicago, they are actually pointing to the gun carnage of weapons smuggled in from Indiana to Chicago. And it is also a simple fact that we can dance around for decades yet to come about how to stop the gun massacres of February 2047 and the chemical disasters of June 2061 so bad they reminded old timers of, what was that, East Palestine, Ohio? Or we can cut to the chase and put it this way, if the red states do not agree to strict and enforced gun regulation and the removal and the outlawing of gun manufacture and a revision of the Second Amendment so that the vagueness that isn't actually there but that the death lobby has spent a century convincing millions is there, that all doubt about the Second Amendment be erased and replaced by the simple statement that private gun ownership is illegal without a series of licenses and mental health tests and that the owner is liable for whatever is done with his gun. And if that includes murder, then the owner is liable for life imprisonment, whether he fired the gun or not. If the red states do not agree to that, and by the way, to reapportioned representation in the House and the Senate, so that Idaho does not have as many senators as a real state and not a welfare state like Idaho, and if they do not agree to the resignations of Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Alito, Barrett, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Thomas, if the red states do not agree to that, then the blue states will simply stop paying money into the federal government. And the blue states will simply spend that money directly on their own citizens. And if the leaders of our blue states will not comply with this, then the only solution we have since the murders at your town name here next week are profit streams for many people. The only solution we have is to then stop paying our federal taxes until our state leaders recognize that the only way out of this nightmare is to threaten the red states and thus threaten the gun lobby and thus threaten the oil lobby and thus threaten the death lobby with economic strangulation. Economic civil war to save the country, to save the next 600,000 Americans who will die by gun violence, almost certainly by the year 2035, if it does not get worse before then. 600,000, the same number who were killed in the actual civil war. And if you ask yourself or you are asked by what right we could threaten economic civil war, just say this is constitutional under the Second Amendment. Quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Our rights to the security of a free state have been infringed upon by the gun lobby and the death lobby, which has convinced generations of gun fetishists that an amendment that does not contain the word own nor any synonym for own does contain it. 
The Constitution is a property document. It mentions rights only 15 times. It mentions voting only 37 times. This is out of nearly 8,000 words, but it mentions money and ownership 103 times. The Second Amendment is about making sure nothing interferes with a well-regulated militia. A well-regulated militia that is there protecting our rights as citizens to have, as it says in the Second Amendment, the security of a free state. Our Second Amendment rights have been trampled on by Donald Trump and the Republicans, the anti-Second Amendment Republicans. We need to start enforcing the Second Amendment. We need an economic civil war against the gun lobby and the death lobby and those corrupted and financially insolvent red states that stand in the way of peace and security in this country because we are owned by guns. But God damn it, we are not going to be owned by guns any longer. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman.
Still ahead of us on Countdown, there's a bunch of news about Netflix, and I am in no mood to tell you any of the news about Netflix, but because we need something to help us through things like this, I'm going to tell you only about the day I met with Netflix about starting news on Netflix, and their only concerns were, what about the Italian subtitles, and what would happen if one day my show didn't upload? Things I promise not to tell coming up first. Yes, it's the daily roundup of the other miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, worse, Geraldo Rivera and News Nation. I have noted before, News Nation is the nick at night of cable television, the retirement home for all those faces you vaguely remember from when cable was a big deal and they were too, sort of. Dan Abrams and his MSNBC hair weave. Chris Cuomo and his CNN belligerent refusal to understand journalistic standards. Conservative con man Steve Krakauer. Hell, they even put George Will and Mick Mulvaney and Sean Spicer on the air. And Geraldo? Well, of course, Geraldo Rivera is the Geraldo Rivera of Geraldo Rivera's. Still complaining that NBC spent money to promote my new show on MSNBC instead of more money to promote his extant show on CNBC. He first issued this complaint in the summer of 1997. Well, the inevitable has finally happened. News Nation, quote, announced Geraldo Rivera will join the channel as correspondent at large, effective immediately. Oh, noes. Does this mean we'll see less of some of their hardworking female correspondents? Kaylee and Kelsey and Kelly and Marky and Marnie? By the way, I'm not making that up. Their website lists 23 female anchors and correspondents on News Nation, including Kaylee and Kelsey and Kelly and Marky and Marnie, and now Geraldo. The runners up, The Daily Wire and Dr. Greg Murphy. The Ben Shapiro bullshit service quotes somebody named Jeremy Boring revealing the secret Democratic plot to replace the vice president to pay Kamala Harris a five-year, $100 million deal to run a foundation for the next five years so she could make $20 million a year. And honestly, I'm impressed that somebody from the Daily Wire got the math right. As to Murphy, the congressman from North Carolina and urologist, also misogynist and racist, Apart from his bizarre claim that Trump is less likely to have dementia than Biden because Trump is smarter, which I guess he determined during a cystoscopy of Trump's brain. By the way, that's a great joke, but you're going to have to Google cystoscopy. Anyway, Congressman Murphy has also told Fox that Vice President Kamala Harris is stupid. Quote, Kamala, good Lord, we talked about intelligence being a risk factor for dementia. Let's not even go there, unquote. Four years ago, Murphy called the vice president, quote, a walking disaster. She was only picked for her color and her race. Punchline, while insulting the intelligence of the vice president, Congressman Murphy mispronounced her first name. Well done, Greg Murphy. But our winner, the worst, Thomas J. Method, the latest to be arrested for the January 6th insurrection. He's from... Framingham, Massachusetts, and the FBI asked him to produce two photos he had taken of himself inside the Capitol Rotunda on January 6th. He was quoted as saying at the Capitol, 
We can overthrow this. I don't care what happens as long as Trump maintains his presidency. I have a feeling it's going to be mayhem, chaos, and pandemonium. Or he probably said it this way. We can overthrow this. I don't care what happens as long as Trump maintains his presidency. I have a feeling... No, that's enough. I was going towards Cary Grant anyway. The arrestee, Mr. Method, told the FBI he had gone through the trash in his phone and Google Photos in his phone, and unfortunately, those two images they wanted, they could not be recovered because the trash automatically deleted them after two months. So sorry, I can't give you the incriminating evidence you know I have. So the FBI got a warrant, and Google said, yeah, they're over here, and produced the images, and now he's under arrest on felony and misdemeanor charges. Thomas J. Method. Yes, I know you have seen this joke coming. I still could not resist it. There was... A madness to his method. Today's worst person in the world. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating up to eight passengers. Yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finally, to the number one story on the countdown and my favorite topic, me. 
and things I promise not to tell. And I don't usually venture into financial commentary or advice. You will remember the story of my great-grandfather who gave away the name General Motors for free. But I just read of Netflix finally staunching the subscriber flow. It had lost around 1,200,000 households in the first half of this year, but added about twice that many in the third quarter, thanks to such uplifting programming as the Jeffrey Dahmer story. So, yay, corporate cannibalism profits. Anyway, I had an experience with Netflix, which so shook my confidence in them that it made me fearful of even playing their stuff on my big TV because I was wondering if their stuff would damage my big TV. This is my favorite story of what happens when media management misunderstands its own business and wrongly thinks superstitions and coincidences are inviolable rules for success. This happened on June 17th, 2016, the day I found out about the vitality, the importance, the absolute necessity of... Netflix's Italian subtitles. I don't want to exaggerate the importance of the two video series I did for the GQ magazine site in 2016 and 2017, The Closer and The Resistance. I mean, for one thing, The Closer was so named because each of the handful of us involved in its production could not really conceive that there were enough morons and closeted racists in this country to actually elect Crazy Trump. We grandly called the videos The Closer because we expected our expositions of Trump's essential fraudulence and dangerousness would close the deal for Hillary Clinton. Uh-huh. But people watch those videos. I forget the final count. 180 or so episodes, 400 million or so views. Not plays, but people actually viewing essentially the whole piece. And CBS News did a story once with the web analyzing platform Social Flow that showed that the first episode of The Resistance from November 16th, 2016, was the top story or video on Facebook through the first six months of the Trump administration. The calculation, and Lord knows what this formula actually looks like, but the calculation was probably pretty close that it reached 54 million people, the equivalent of one out of six of everybody in the country. That's CBS News reporting this, not my ego. And ego is not the reason I mention this. Well, it's not the only reason I mention this. MSNBC had offered me a new show in January of 2016, but I would have hated it and you would not have watched it, so it was not supposed to have any commentaries in it and a conservative co-host was supposed to be there, and the goal was she and I would be the wacky couple who would find middle ground. Plus, I would have had to move to Los Angeles, even though I could see the headquarters of NBC News out my bedroom window in New York. And then when it was successful, the producers wanted me to simply get on a plane from Los Angeles and show up one morning in the New York office of the president of NBC News, Andy Lack, and tell him either we were scrapping the format and relaunching Countdown that night or I was quitting. In short, they wanted me to do this lousy show and then run a palace coup against the president of NBC News. I passed. I put my energy instead into finding a new platform for Countdown or a Countdown-like show. I had a deal in place to become the video anchor of the Huffington Post, a daily exclusive commentary, interviews, features, breaking news, funny stuff, whatever. Two days later, two days later, Arianna Huffington sold the Huffington Post. 
no more deal. Before and after this, some friends from Lionsgate Productions and I were trying to sell two ideas, pitching to a series of forward-looking media companies. One was that they should be producing and running or posting or streaming or whatever the series of my commentaries that became The Closer and then The Resistance. I don't know what that would have been worth, but I do know that the tiny slice of the advertising GQ got just from the commercials that would roll if you watched one of the episodes on YouTube was well over a million dollars. The overall profit might have been 10 times that. Production costs were like $50,000. But I had a second bigger idea to pitch to these other companies. Who wants to own the future of cable news when there isn't any cable news anymore? I correctly predicted 2022 back in 2016. Who wants to own the future of cable news when there isn't any cable anymore? Start with just my commentaries, and as they make money for you, build out. If they work, you add my interviews and my debates, and then somebody else's commentaries, and then some conservatives' commentaries, and then... Add all of what is now cable news and put it on one streaming platform. We rented a studio. We made a demo commentary. We made what TV pitchmen call a deck. That's how I knew the producers were serious. We met with HBO about this. We met with something called Pop TV, The Daily Beast, Yahoo, TuneIn, Sony, Epics, BBC, Hulu, Condé Nast. Ultimately, that led to the GQ series. But the one I had the most hope for was Netflix. The way I saw it, they could start this tiny little thing in the corner of their homepage called uh, Newsflix. And you could click on it, and someday there would be a menu with Keith Olbermann commentaries, and I don't know, Glenn Beck commentaries, and Bill Maher commentaries, and Jesus H. Christ commentaries, and Keith Olbermann newscast, and Lou Dobbs newscast, and, and, and... All of them partisan, but collectively one giant, all-encompassing, bipartisan, because of volume, news and commentary site. The proverbial marketplace of ideas. Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin-Robbins and Pizza Hut living together. Only as newscasters. You know, for kids. I thought Netflix would see it immediately. They would own news all of it. I mean, these were the people who realized America was too lazy to go down to the video store anymore, so they began to send America rented DVDs by mail, and people actually returned the DVDs. And then they realized that America was too lazy to return them anymore, and that the optimum date to switch from DVDs to the then laugh-out-loud bad concept of online video was precisely January 16th, 2007. These guys had the gonads to take a brilliantly successful, profitable new idea and gradually strangle it and replace it with a different brilliantly successful new idea. I could not wait to meet them. My agent at the time, my would-be producer, the head of television of Lionsgate, like the chief of chief at Lionsgate, and I went to the Netflix building in Beverly Hills at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Friday, June 17, 2016. It felt perfect. Netflix was still just down from the corner of Alden and Maple. 25 years later, I had lived two blocks away from Alden and Maple. It was a four-minute walk, tops. 
Yeah. The two people there from Netflix were vice presidents. Wish I remembered their names. I don't know. Maybe they're still there. I deliberately blocked the names from my memory after this. One was in charge of documentaries. One was in charge of nonfiction series. One was a man. One was a woman. I did most of the talking, and I said, start with these daily commentaries. You'll never have a better launch window than the four months before the election. We could have one ready for you to upload by Monday. This is lowest risk, highest reward. How would you like to own the news? Or if it doesn't work for some reason, you spent, I don't know, $100,000. The man spoke first. But if you're going to do these daily, how are people going to binge watch them? I mean, the first time somebody comes to Netflix to see your commentaries, there's only going to be one to watch. I took a quick breath and explained that could be a drawback. On the other hand, within four weeks, there would be 20 of them to binge. We could even start with five or ten evergreen commentaries so that when they come to see the official premiere, they watch that. Then ten more first day and 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 you guys keep telling the press that your problem is people binge and then they don't come back for another five days or week. This way, at least some of them would come back every day to your website. You'd begin to solve your frequency of visitation problem, wouldn't you? I mean, you're the executives. I'm just the talent, the meat puppet, but. Isn't that the... Then the woman interrupted me. Okay, yeah, that would help. And I like starting with 10. But what about the subtitles? There was a long pause. Then the head of Lionsgate said, What subtitles? The man said, Well, everything we run is subtitled in the language of each country we run it in, so your commentary would have to have subtitles added in, like, 16 different languages. That usually takes three months. Could you do commentaries today that would still work in September? I said, uh, well, no. But, but why do you need subtitles? Why do you need, say, Italian subtitles or, or any subtitles? I mean, it's very unlikely, I said, that people worldwide who are interested enough in American politics to watch commentaries about American politics don't already speak English. The woman looked aghast. I mean, the coloring of her face changed. But the subtitles, she said, we, we always have subtitles. We always do it that way here. And I said, well, yeah, I understand. But, but see, this would be for Newsflix, not Netflix, per se. See, you could adapt your rules to fit the urgency of timeliness. I mean, MSNBC has a profit of like $500 million a year because of timeliness. And they're last in profit in cable news. Couldn't you adjust slightly for $500 million a year? The man now looked aghast. No, we couldn't. This is the Netflix rule. We can't change a rule. I began to feel not happy. The man spoke again. Plus, what about the 1201 rule? We all looked at each other. You said the commentaries would probably work best at 8 or 9 p.m., but in all of our countries, anything new gets posted at exactly 12.01 a.m. local time, only at 12.01 a.m. So anything you did today could not possibly run until 12.01 a.m. tomorrow. I was still reeling from the Italian subtitles. Now there was also an unbreakable 12.01 tomorrow rule. I was thinking of getting up and leaving, but the woman apparently had one more gut punch to throw at me. 
Uh, I also wanted to know if we somehow were able to turn the subtitles around with lightning speed uh, or skip them or, or do them in, say, only two or three hours. The man interrupted. Plus the hours until it's 12.01. Don't forget them. She nodded. Yes, uh, plus the hours until it's 12.01. If we could somehow do that, what would happen if one day something went wrong technically? And we couldn't upload that day, and people came to the site, and there wasn't a new one. What if it doesn't upload? Well, I had an answer to that, but I did not say it out loud. I said it a few minutes later to the head of Lionsgate after we had said goodbye to Mr. and Mrs. Vice President in the lobby of the Netflix building. I said, good God, these people are in the uploading business. They have been uploading for nine years. They aren't sure they can upload? What equipment have they been uploading with? Are they uploading from Kevin Spacey's 1996 Dell laptop? As I left to get in the car, to go to LAX, to fly home to New York, totally disappointed, the Lionsgate guy was just shaking his head. I'm sorry. I had no idea. I'll call you later at exactly 12.01 a.m. with Italian subtitles. Ha 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 ha. What if it doesn't upload, he said as he walked away from me. Christ, I got to get my broker on the phone. I got to sell all my Netflix stock. all the damage I can do here. Thank you for listening. Countdown musical directors Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel have arranged, produced, and performed most of our music. As always, Mr. Ray was on guitars, bass, and drums. Mr. Chanel handled orchestration and keyboards and was produced by TKO Brothers. Other music, including some of the Beethoven compositions arranged and performed by No Horns Allowed. The sports music is the Olderman theme from ESPN2 written by Mitch Warren Davis, courtesy of ESPN Inc. Our satirical and pithy musical comments are by Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. My announcer today was my friend John Dean. Everything else was pretty much my fault. So that's Countdown for this, the 265th day until the 2024 U.S. presidential election and the 1,134th day since Dementia J. Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Use the 14th Amendment, the Insurrection Act, the justice system, and the mental health system to stop him from doing it again while we still can. The next scheduled countdown is tomorrow. The official position on that is it's iffy. My voice has pleasantly surprised me by carrying me all the way through to the end of this show, which will occur when I say bulletins as the news warrants. Till then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good <coughs> luck. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo. 
the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 